Hey, this is Motley Fool Answers, where we get to the bottom line on all of life's financial decisions. I'm joined by Robert Brokamp. Hey, Robert. How you doing? Hello, Allison. I'm just fine. How are you? I'm good. So, Robert, you are an advisor on Motley Fool's Rule Your Retirement. You're also a certified financial planner and the author of many fine leather-bound books on managing your money. Isn't that right? It's absolutely true, although I haven't seen the leather so much. You must have a nicer copy than I do. I got the collector's edition. I'm also joined by <laughs> Diana Yoakum. She's a personal finance expert here at The Motley Fool. She, too, is an author. Uh, she's an author of The Motley Fool's Guide to Couples and Cash and The Motley Fool Personal Finance Workbook, which, which she happened to have co-written with Robert Brokamp. That guy right there. Highly reviewed on Amazon.com, just saying. So few people know this, but Diana is also a ordained minister in the Holy Church of the Internet. Um, <laughs> it's actually UniversalLifeChurch.com. But is yeah, it UniversalLifeChurch.com? Yeah, yeah. I have the certificate. Um, yeah, you, you, uh, you officiated a wedding I, this weekend. I did, you? a good friend's wedding. Um, usually people ask me to play the cello for their ceremony. Sometimes they ask me to play the cello and do the ceremony and then run back and play the cello for the recessional. That was my brother. I married my brother. <laughs> that that didn't come out right. No. I'm, I'm from Kansas, no. but okay. I performed the, I, I did the cer- wedding ceremony for my brother and my awesome sister-in-law, Amanda. Did Aww. you have to sign like a legal document? Yeah, wow. yeah. It's it's seriously legal. It's I looked it up. and stuff, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, so not only are you guys experts on money, you're also experts on love. But we're not going to answer questions about that, right? Not with each other. No. No, we're definitely not in love with each other. I love you, man. No, today, in fact, we're going to look at 401ks. We're going to talk about what you're probably doing wrong and a couple easy steps you can take right now to get your 401k into better shape. All right. Well, to get us all on the same page. A 401k is a defined contribution plan. It gets its name from subsection 401k of the Internal Revenue Code, which I think we can all agree is the sexiest of the subsections. I'll only point out, though, that there is section 406 employees of foreign affiliates covered by section 3121i agreements. Anything foreign, I think, is pretty sexy. I just got shivers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what did I miss there? Defined contribution plan, IR, I don't know. What, what's the, what is your honest, normal, ev- explain it to me straight definition of a 401k? Well, one part is the defined contribution part. So the, the other one that you're familiar with is defined benefit, and that's classic pension. You know, you work for 30 years for a company and they send you a check every month. Uh, those things are going away, um, which means you have to decide how to plan your own retirement and you have to decide how much to contribute to your defined contribution plan. If you decide not to or you don't contribute enough, you're not going to be able to retire. That is a bad thing. It's true. Unless you want to work forever and some people do want to do that. Right. We should talk about the tax advantages of the 401k. Um, The money you put in is usually taken directly out of your paycheck. And this is important. It's before you pay taxes on it. Before you pay taxes on it. So that's why we call it pre-tax moolah. This is totally legal. The IRS isn't coming after you, at least for that. That's true. That's true. Um, there is a, something called the Roth option where it's after tax, but we will get into that into some other podcast. So it's easier to just think of it as you put it in, goes straight from your paycheck into the account. You don't have a chance to spend it. Uncle Sam doesn't have a chance to take taxes out of it great tax benefit, and then the investments grow tax deferred. So if you had investments in a regular boring taxable account, you'd have to pay taxes on capital gains, taxes on dividends, blah, 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 blah. However, in one of these tax deferred traditional accounts like a 401k, you don't pay taxes until you take the money out. That means more of your money is left in the account to grow through the years. 
And also then we can't forget about the extra free money that is the corporate match, That's your company match. Yeah, this is an important part of the plan. And uh, and if your company offers a match and I don't know, bro's got bro has a ton of statistics laid out in front of him. There's some charts and like quantum physics stuff here. But uh, can you tell me uh, uh, how many companies do offer the match? Uh, fortunately, the vast majority do. So I think it's anywhere close to 90 percent. Um, so that's good news. Now, a match is always determined by some sort of formula. Uh, with all the 401ks administered by Vanguard, there are actually 225 different formulas. But the most common is uh, 50 cents on the dollar up to a contribution rate of 6%. So, for example, let's say you make $50,000 a year, you save 6%, so that's $3,000. Your employer is going to throw in another 3%, 50 cents on the dollar, another $1,500. So your total savings rate is 9%. And that's good because most studies indicate that someone starting out uh, in their career should be saving at least 10%. So you're almost there. You're not quite. And that's also an important point to consider in that don't let the match determine how much you save. You should be still saving 10 to 15%. And we'll go through the other 220-something uh, formulas at the end of this podcast, so That's stay right. tuned. And we'll put them to music, yeah. so that'll be fun. Yeah, it's a little bonus extra <coughs> for your for your guys' enjoyment. Um, well, now it's time where we move on to sort of the why. Why should you care? And I'm reminded of every time I've ever started a new job ever, when you get this mountain of paperwork and you got to go through it and then one of the pieces of paper or one of the packets of information is all about your 401k and you basically i mean i did the equivalent of practically throwing a dart and i was like i'll take that one that one had the highest returns in the last five years right. that's my horse i'll put all my money in that and then i never think about it again until i leave my job so that was probably the wrong way to go about well, it. well here okay here's why you should care dear listener the 401k is the account that has the highest contribution limit, meaning it lets you sock away the most money of all of these myriad of, of uh, alphabet soup accounts that bro mentioned earlier. $18,000 is the limit in 2015, and if you're age 50 or over, you don't look it, but you're doing great. <laughs> you can contribute an additional $6,000 a year. Another reason why you should care, it's got the highest tax benefits. Um, in the the money both comes out pre-tax, and it also lowers your taxable income. So that means the tax man is taking less of your money uh, uh, in the long run. And then finally, as we mentioned, there's the potential for free money in the form of the employer match. Right. And I would say the, the important reason to care is built on something I mentioned earlier, and that is no one is planning your retirement for you. Plain and simple. Uh, if you don't save enough, you're not going to be able to retire. The average Social Security benefit nowadays is about $15,000 a year. You're not going to have a very exciting retirement on that. The scary part is actually most retirees, Social Security is their number one source of income. You don't want to be in that situation, um, so you have to do something about it. And the uh, second point is, as I mentioned, the, the average contribution rate, you should be saving around 10%. Fortunately, according to Vanguard, uh, when people when you add up how much people are saving and the match people are saving around 12 percent that's good unfortunately only about two-thirds of eligible employees are actually participating in the 401k Ooh. Ooh. and the median account balance is around thirty-one thousand dollars. now everyone has ideally savings outside of the 401k and iras home equity things like that but that's still probably too low when you consider the median employees around 45 or so um, and thirdly that balance uh, has to be higher. I mean, you, you need to be having about 20 times 
your pre-retirement salary to retire. Um, the average person has nowhere near that. The only thing I'll say about that too is, this is really only if you want to retire in your 60s. If you don't, if you love working, then maybe you're fine. So um, I think it is important to decide, all right, what are my plans first, and then adjust accordingly. So for someone who maybe is not in the best financial places, when is it okay to not put money towards your 401k instead to pay down high interest credit card debt or something else? When, when would you give someone a pass and say, okay, it's okay if you don't match your 401k or don't contribute there? And it's, it's okay if you want to say you never get a pass and you always have, because that's the face you're making at me right now. It's like, nope. I'm making the stern judging you're face. You're making a stern <laughs> judging face. It's, I'm asking for a friend. Right, um, but I think that's a good question. The, the high interest credit card debt, that's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, if you're paying 20% on your credit card, maybe it is better to pay that off first. Um, yeah, that's a hole that just keeps getting deeper, and uh, and it's and credit card debt. It's not like the the stock market where there are fluctuations. Uh, some years it might be uh, just eight percent. Some years it's if you have high interest credit card debt, you need to do everything you can to to pay that down, to pay that off. But right after that, when you're done, I want to see all that money going in your four hundred one k. I'm doing the stink eye at you, Alice. Oh, right, you were asking for a friend. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> And I will say that um, a lot of people will say, should I save for college first or save for my retirement no. first? And the answer is save for retirement first. Take care of yourself. Your kid can get loans, get scholarships, and of course, many decide not to go to college. So make sure you take care of your retirement first. It's like it's like when you're in a plane and the and the air the air thing drops from the that's right the top, and you got to put it on yourself first before you put it on your kid. That's a comforting image. <laughs> Well, let, right. me, let me tell save you about your, the retirement that awaits you. Save for yourself you or both you and your child will die. <laughs> <laughs> we just took a dark turn and it's all my fault. So as far as, so it's, it's everyone knows that not matching, not contributing, it's a pretty common mistake. Not just because you told me, but you, you put some good numbers behind it. Is there any other ways that people often go wrong that they need to, to avoid with their 401k? Well, let me start by pointing out how you went wrong, Allison. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that is. Wow. Yeah. Both host and punching bag. It's That's fine. right. Actually, I have to admit, when I opened my first IRA back in my early 20s, I did the same thing. I looked at whatever mutual fund returned, had the best return, and it didn't work out so well. And that's proven over and over again that either it's asset classes or mutual funds, the best performer in the past is not necessarily going to be the best performer in the future. Uh, so I think one of the mistakes is not knowing enough about investing because you have to contribute enough to your 401k, but you also have to know how to invest it. And these days, there are things called target retirement funds. If you don't know how to invest, that's a great place to start. Diana, do you have anything to add to that on other mistakes? <laughs> oh, While you're beating well, me up? the Well, the, oh. the biggie. Oh, oh, Which no. Which is what? I'm, is cashing Giants. out. Giants. Oh, no. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. So when you leave your job, you're again, sort of maybe mailed something that's also then tossed onto the pile of other things that, you know, you sign non-disclosures and all of that at your company. And uh, and they say, here, hey, you need to take your 401k money with you. And people are like, awesome. Uh, I just, you know, found a bag of gold doubloons. I'm going to, I'm I'm taking this money out. That is probably the worst thing you can do. Absolutely. And, and I think Fidelity said that about 35% of folks who leave jobs then cash out their 401ks. Uh, that cause that will result in taxes, will result in a 10% penalty if you're not over age 59 and a half, um, and you just shortchanged your retirement. 
Um, and I would also say that in your 401k, don't invest in, what did you say? Gold doubloons? Gold doubloons. Okay, got it. Gold balloons? Gold balloons. They don't go very high. No. No. Panamanian currency? <laughs> no. Lottery tickets? No. Oh. No. No. Beanie babies? No. no. I still got that one in. Yeah. <coughs> but yeah, most 401ks, by the way, have mutual funds. But there are some odd ducks out there. I know of a 401k in which someone has invested in a bat that was once owned by Babe Ruth. True story. What? Yeah, it's true. What? The average 401k won't let that, but it's I told cool. you not to tell anyone that. <laughs> Kidding. Such a huge sports fan. I'm not surprised <laughs> that it was you, Dan. <laughs> so, all right. Now we know what people do wrong. What is your single best piece of advice? People, they turn this off. What do you want them to go do, Diana? All right. Uh, so everyone here has heard the advice to make sure that you contribute at least up to the employer match on your 401k. Well, because you've heard that before, boring. I'm not going to spend a lot of time harping on it because you know that. And today I've decided to be slightly unpredictable. Um, I think that instead you should go for a stretch goal. The one thing to do right now, if you're not already maxing out your contribution, even beyond what you need to do to get your boss's money, is increase your contribution, say, by 1% to 3%. Seriously, just hit pause and do that right now. We'll be we'll be here we'll when wait. you get back. Okay, welcome okay, back. Hi, uh, good to see you again. <laughs> seriously, be the hero. Go beyond society's expectations because you're not going to miss the money. Again, as we talked about, it comes out before you've paid taxes on it. It lowers your salary by by less than you think. You're not going to miss the money. So go ahead, hide it away, sock it away in your retirement account before Uncle Sam can get his his and, and um, Best Buy or whoever wherever you're going to spend the money before they can get their their mitts on it. It's super easy to do. Uh, your company is probably just filling out one form, may even be online. The math is usually done there right for you, so you can't even complain that it's a difficult uh, equation to do. Um, so increase, the one thing to do is increase your match. I say three by 3% if you're not already maxing it out. Got it. Robert, We're waiting. Uh, no, I agree, but I will, I'll, I'll actually piggyback on one thing that you said, and that more and more employers are automatically enrolling employees they sign you up but the contribution rate is generally too low so they'll sign you up for two or three percent and then people stick with that so actively figure out um, how much you need to save and that's actually the one thing I suggest people do and that is once a year factor in their 401k what their spouse is doing all their IRAs whatever savings account are you saving enough for retirement because you don't want to get to your 50s or 60s and find out oh I, I was saving too little um, I did a little survey once in one of the articles I wrote for people who are older, and I said, basically, do you wish that you saved more when you were younger, or and do you wish your employer made you save more? You know, signed you up automatically and put you at a very high contribution rate. And the vast majority said, I sure wish that happened. So figure it out now whether you're saving enough, and then adjust accordingly. <laughs> The name is in the show, Motley Fool Answers. So, of course, we got to head to the mailbag to finish off this show. First one we have. Thank you. This is, this is mailbag sound effect. <laughs> it's pretty low budget around here. It's fine. I think, th I think that makes it the atmosphere very well. I think it's sexist. Do we have a female bag? I'm just curious. Oh. Hey. <laughs> do, you, do you guys want to do this or not? Oh, yeah. No. We're All right. We're Virginia ready. is waiting. <laughs> and Virginia wants to know. 
I really want to start investing and have for years, but I just don't know how to get started. I've read so many articles and ads from The Motley Fool, but I freeze up when I try to decide which way is the best way for me to invest. So who wants to kick it off and that's, answer Virginia's question? That's, yeah, great, 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 great question. <laughs> it, it merits three greats. It does, and one more great. Uh, let's assume that Virginia is already contributing to her 401k, and she's talking about doing an investing, investment outside of that. Here at The Motley Fool, we're all about stocks, um, buying, buying shares of individual companies. And so I suggest bite the bullet like I did and buy a couple shares, you just have to dip your toe in, of a company that you're interested in owning, being a part owner of. There's no better education than actually owning shares of a company that might, makes you watch what they're doing, uh, it helps you learn about your temperament, how do you feel when, when earnings come out and everybody freaks out, and um, are you able to hold on? How, how does your stomach feel with that? So start looking at companies that you know something about, that you want to follow, that you want to really call yourself an, an owner of. Right. Just go to a discount. Pro- I mean, there's any discount. Yeah. Online. They'll give you like super seven che- trades for free. Sup- and, super yeah. cheap. Buy. Hold on. Follow the company. Learn. Read. Read what others are saying about it. And come to the discussion boards on The Motley Fool. It's a great way to uh, get feedback uh, and other opinions. Uh just to piggyback on the account issue and to harken back to our 401k discussion, um, actually a lot of 401k plans stink. So once you get beyond the match, you should consider actually opening an IRA, which you can do both. So, and that is also a place where you can buy individual stocks. Um, and like Deanna said, you can just do a few shares. Um, if that really scares you, you can do mutual funds. A lot of companies will let you automatically invest. $100 a month, you, it's sort of like the 401k and that it's automatically taken out of your account. I think that's a fine option as well. Um, so that's a, that's a good way to ease into the concept of investing in general. But I certainly think that owning a few individual companies is a great education. Do it, do it, do it, do it. And I guess I should add the whole other thing that any money you need in the next few years should not be in the stock market. Thank you very much. That's a disclaimer. All right. Well, if you have questions, we have answers just so long as those questions have to do with money, banjo leles, knitting, and the Northern Virginia Competitive Junior Gymnastics Circuit. You can I'm, guess. I'm a competitor. Let me just tell you. Well, <laughs> you can email us at answers at fool.com. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And thank you, Diana. Thank you, Robert. And thank you, Allison. Thank you. And fool on. And fool on.